Hello and welcome to the BGCP Disassembled Podcast, the official podcast of the Big Glasgow Comic Page, where we talk about the latest comics, movies, television, and other pieces of their culture. Uh, I'm your host for this episode, Massimo Costelli, and on today's wonderful World's Weirdest Superheroes and Other Things special, uh, we are joined by a very rough Daniel Boyd, as you can see by the sunglasses he's wearing for audio listeners and for obviously video listeners as well. Mass- Massimo is hosting because Dan Boyd is mm, unable to host. <laughs> <laughs> and, and making his second podcast appearance, but his first as a host, it's the damn good David Craner. Hello. Ah, he's back, Hi, ladies and gentlemen. He's back, back again. Hopefully with a vengeance. Hopefully a vengeance, this time better than ever. No, so uh, on today's episode, we are basically talking about the world's weirdest superheroes, and we're going to be jo- drawing from a, uh, I believe, a top 15, super lame, the 15 most useless superheroes uh, in comics from CBR, which kind of our kind of basis for this. Um, but yeah, no, uh, how is everyone doing? I think we should probably say that, other than Dan being extremely rough. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to try something. How is this? Okay. When you said last night or the night before, Dan, I'm going to a gaff on Saturday night. Being an old guy like I am, I had to double check what a gaff was. And I realised, ah, oh, you young whippersnappers. Like, a gaff was a party. That's it, going empty. It was actually in here. It was the last party before we all move. Oh, so. right. It's a moving out party, I love that. Aye, and it was a big garden thing, and aye, it was good, it was a good night. Trash the place. Pretty much, but they're all clean up while I'm doing this, so it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if Dan has to go spew off when we're talking about like Matt Eaterland or something like that, or, or uh, any of those arm fall-off boys, just know it's for good reason. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, today's episode, that's what we're going to be talking about. Also, we'll be call- obviously, as we always do, recapping the news, and we'll be talking about Loki episode 3, as long as everyone's seen that, if not. Yeah, who knows? Um, so, kind of to kind of kick things off, uh, are we want to just jump straight into the list, or you want to talk about your own stuff that you guys have been doing throughout the week? Um, I don't know if you would just want to talk about how dumb superheroes are in general, but how it's amazing that they've managed to make somehow make them dumber. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, very true. Um, just looking at this list here, have you looked last night that you guys put up? I mean, the first guy is hysterical. What's his name? The uh, what's his name? Sorry, the guy can take his arms off. Arm fall off. Arm boy, fall yeah. off, boy. <laughs> Arm fall off, boy. I mean, how could I not know that that's what his name was? I mean, that's... well, he is getting a non-screen appearance in um, Suicide Squad. <laughs> is it not Nathan Fillion? Nathan Fillion is arm <laughs> fall off, boy, and and the James Gunn Suicide Squad film, yeah. Well, that would make sense because the Suicide Squad is a, a kind of a piss take anyway. So yeah, yeah. see him fitting into that. Kind they of... done Starro. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's the main villain. And, what yeah. I think the most disturbing thing about Arm Fall Off Boy though is, see when he takes his arm off, the stump just looks wrong. <laughs> Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm struggling with here. <laughs> it's so pink and fleshy as well for an alien. I don't. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's odd, man. It's almost like you kind of want to poke it though, just. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know if you get bit. Like, <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't know what sort of diseases are in there, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like he must oh, have. I, I thought open wounds like bred infection. He must have so. <laughs> right, he so must have a bad fun. ceiling factor as well, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like it. yeah. Like an underneath superpower. It is. It is weirdly bloodless. I'll say that. 
to imagine that's, that's what, what's into the Suicide Squad film. It's just just squirting blood as he's going, like a Tarantino film, <laughs> most likely. Just high pressure hose of blood. <laughs> um, I mean, it's the pink leotard as well, and just the weird spiky arms. Like, I mean, I don't know if you'll put up an image of him, Dan, in the in the. I will. I can't because because I feel like the audience really needs to be as scarred as we are. <laughs> at this this weirdly. See, see, to be honest though, I think his kind of main threat is how weird he is. Like, see if you were a villain, and this superhero runs up to you and you're like, oh no, and then he pulls his arm off, you'd be like, ah! <laughs> That'd be so freaky, man. Like, that's his main kind of power, I think. Just to oh, who out. are you to stop my master? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's <laughs> fine, take <laughs> You wonder who thinks of this, and then um, who okays it? I know, that's the thing, this is went through editors and stuff, yeah, like, oh, and, and I believe he's yeah. in continuity, DC continuity as well, because I it's... think he's, I think he's still part of the current Legion of Superheroes team. Oh, no. who, who was he, who was he a villain for, was he a Justice League villain? No, no, he was a hero, he was a Legion of Superheroes uh, Oh, God, so he is, I believe, so yeah. I, I, I know very little about him, just actually reading that just yeah, yeah. I know him because I know him for the cartoon and stuff they've done back in the day, the Legion of Superheroes cartoon. Right. Um, no, yeah, but he, he existed in the pre-zero hour continuity, um, or what I think. Thank you. Listen, I won't normally say this about DC, but thank God they retconned him out. <laughs> maybe oh, the man. six, maybe the six reboots was worth it. I figured red arm so, fall yeah. off. Boy. <laughs> oh no, it exists. It exists in the pre-zero hour continuity, but he's called Splitter. Ah, oh. that's, um, that's not as good. And well, all of his legs can but... come off. His legs and his arms fall off. At least it's a bit more imaginative. That's yeah. that sounds very Monty Python. Like if he's getting the legs and the arms and he's just lying there as a head, that's that's like the Black Knight for <laughs> the Holy Grail. <laughs> oh man. That's yeah. That is, that is very Monty Python of them. Um so if we're going if we're going based on list, right? Number fifteen, I feel like this is a bit harsh, by the way. In number fifteen position. Because it's X Men's own Jubilee. Yeah, I, I agree. With I you. yeah, I think. See, I, I think. I think the thing about Jubilee is our power is it could be kind of dumb, but I like the character. So oh no, the character's great. Do but... you know what I mean? I think that's the thing. Like fireworks, I okay, it's a bit silly, but she's a good character, so it's it kind of gets a pass. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I know. Don't I, guess... I suppose if you're talking about the worst superheroes, but to have them, to have her underneath. Um, or close to arm fall off, but I think, <laughs> for sure. I, I guess, I guess the the qualifier for this would be it's the weirdest powers rather than worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's more powers that aren't necessarily have a utility when you think about on the surface. To be fair, I don't know if you've ever had a firework fired at you, but I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> it's scary. Ah, it's not, it's not something you want. No, <laughs> it's, it's, not, not. it's not. It's not like plasma beams as well. It's like really similar to Gambit's power. Yeah, like, I think like, so. Based off kinetic energy, like, okay, I get our outfits like painfully nostalgic in the eighties and that, but like, that's cool. Yeah, I like it, and I feel like I don't know how old this article is, but like they say in it, it's. But let's be honest, she spent most of the time relegated to the role of Wolverine psychic or forgotten nobody. That her irrelevance is all but incurable. I don't. I think in recent stuff, she's become this, more and more. This article is for twenty sixteen, so it's five really, years old. That's like I say, because in the last five years they made Jubilee a vampire at one point, they made her have a child, she was one of the leaders of the X-Men I believe at some point as well. Yeah. And some of the new con- newish continuity that Marvel done after um, uh, Secret Wars and stuff like that. Um, um, I, I, I Robert, 
Robert Kirkman wrote a, a solo Jubilee comic. I don't know if you've read that. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not good. Ah, ah, right, it's okay, not good. It's, it's poor. What I'm saying is, like, maybe underutilized is probably the best way you could probably say what Jubilee is because I said having a firework Faraday is probably it's nothing, nothing to not be reckoned no, with. Yeah. I mean? yeah, it's just regular um, teenage. Antics down the park, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> Just walk through Penalina that night, eh? Walking him. Firecrackers everywhere. Um, so the next one in the list is Mr. Immortal. I'm a wee bit confused. How is this not just Deadpool? Right, so I know a bit about Mr. Immortal because back, back in my days before I was a podcaster and stuff like that, I loved, I loved to do deep dives on superhero Wikipedia. Okay. Um, and he was a guy who he basically can die, but every time he comes back, he comes back with a bloodlust and rage. Right. So, and, it, and it gets worse every time. Yeah. So he's, he's just, not... Right. At this point, he must just be a psychotic rage machine. Like So, right. So what he is, is he doesn't have any powers other than being immortal. So he's right. not like Wolverine where he's got a healing factor. Right. So he breaks a bone. It's still going to heal at a fairly normal rate. I think he's got slight, slightly enhanced powers. But it's not like pure Wolverine or Deadpool West right. where he's like, oh, fast your arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like oh, if he loses an arm, it's not. It's gonna. It, it will heal back, but it like he has to like die first. <laughs> that regenerates his body. That's really um, dark. Yeah, That's like, kind of like uh, what's that Tom Cruise film Edge of Tomorrow? And at yeah, one yeah. point, he ends up. I can't remember if his arm's trapped and there's a car coming towards him, and he just kind of like kills himself so that he can come back and do it again. So yeah, I guess it's a similar idea. Well, he's, he was originally the leader of the the Great Lakes Avengers. Um, and also the kind of West Coast stuff. So he can't die, obviously. Um, and the way he discovers his power is he discovers the skill after several suicide attempts yeah. and eventually decides That's... to make it... Yeah, right. Yeah. Is this an old character? <laughs> I uh, imagine. He isn't that old, I don't believe. Mr. Really? Immortal, I believe he's still in continuity This as well. does not sound like it would be a thing in the last 10 years. Uh, Earth 616. Uh, originally created in 1989, right? Right. 89, but, okay. But by the art that I'm looking at, the looks like the late because the art on these thingies, the latest one that it has is 2016. It looks like it came from. Yeah, but after the whole like him discovering his powers using suicide was a thing, in 1989 mental health wasn't as big a thing, so they could probably get away with it then. Yeah, <laughs> true, very true. Yeah. Um, but I believe the way how he has he has a partner, uh, who is an alien. I can't remember her name. It's somewhere here. But she basically calms them down, right? So causes them not to be a psychotic race. So it's like similar to you know Raz Al Ghul going into the Laz Lazarus pit madness, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very similar to that. Yeah. Um, on the uh, Marvel Power Grid scale, if you want to look at that, he has a two. He's got a basically a slightly below average intelligence, I believe. Below average strength, <laughs> average strength, average speed. He's got a durability of seven. So he's yeah, up well, there, course, right? Hey, you right. Know, He's up there with like the Hulk in that. I'm um, sure. He, I'm sure he's very persistent. Like, yeah, it would be yeah. like every time. I suppose is that on the first Hellboy? Like every time he kills the monster, it keeps coming back, and he's like, "How many times did it kill you?" It's kind of like the villains must be with this guy. Like, how many times am I going to have to kill this guy? Like, <laughs> just keeps coming back. So he is a he is a mutant, by the way, and his like retroactive immortality. Mister Immortal possesses the ability to automatically resurrect and heal from any death he suffers. The resurrection oft often occurs almost immediately. It appears that he no longer ages. He has also recovered from being shot, stabbed, drowned, crushed, exploded, poisoned, decapitated, irradiated, and incinerated. 
Death Urge has stated that Mr. Rottle is fated to be alive to see the end of the universe. Oh. He's just Kenny for South Park. Yeah. Mr. Immortal right. can heal from any and all injuries upon death and resurrection. If he sustains a non-fatal injury, it will heal at a normal rate. So, if he breaks his arm or it gets crushed or whatever, yeah, he, he literally, yeah, he has to yeah. kill himself to, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um... I think the, the fact that he could be here until the end of time is quite a cool, quite an interesting story. Like, yeah, you can yeah. maybe write that comic, like yeah, see how, yeah, like yeah. a kind of apocalypse thing with him. He just seems to kill himself each day, just like, oh, he's the only person left on Earth, and he's just like, over and over until then. Because that's the thing, man, when the sun explodes, right, and the Earth is kind of unlivable, he's just going to be floating in space, suffocating well, forever. Obvi- well, the thing is, well, uh, <laughs> that's really dark. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd say Marvel continuity, obviously, they've got spaceships and stuff like that that work, so we'd probably love to see the heat death of the universe. Mm. Wow. That's more the, the concept, rather than the destruction of the Earth, the heat death <laughs> of the universe is probably the bigger one, because if he escapes Earth. Um, yeah, the name, of the, the name of the person who can calm him is a female superhero called Dinosaur and if you want to look up a photo of her she looks like a pterodactyl that makes sense uh, and she can basically calm from his rages uh, but yeah what a, what an interesting and very 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 uh, I don't even know what to call it, I would say non-PC wave <laughs> having a character who discovers his, his abilities through committing yeah, yeah. He also doesn't have any skills as well, which is the lesson thing, and it's like he's a glorified he's and suddenly just, punching bag. Yeah, he's just happy to be a punching bag. Yeah, <laughs> so he's just a human shield. We're just oh, fling him no. out and yeah, stand behind him. I suppose for a writer, it would be a task if you were given that character and said, write a story, he'd be like, oh, all right, okay, what did I do with him? <laughs> it's a normal dude. There could be a benefit there. Being in space and just constantly... Dying all the time. Try <laughs> <laughs> some seriously sick stuff for that. Oh man, not quite PC, but anyway. I'd say we've already, yeah, we've established he could basically survive everything. Like, he could probably fall to Earth and probably come back to life. So, if they shoot him into space, <laughs> keep coming back. Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay, so the next one on the list at number 13 place is Doorman. He makes doors, right? Yep. Yep. Another okay. member of the Great Lake Avengers. So, same team as Mr. Immortal. Mate, what were they smoking when they wrote that comic? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... There's much else to say. He utilises the power of the Dark Force Dimension, of course, which is actually also used by other more useful superheroes, by Cloak and Darkstar and others. Um, yeah, he basically can just teleport things into the next room. He... I mean, that would be useful when you're lying hungover. And you're like, oh, oh, I could pure go that can of juice and that packet of crisps that's downstairs. Vroom, yeah, you've got it. That would be handy. But that's kind of the extent of it. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, okay, later on he gets the ability to levitate, which is fine. Um, does, wait a minute, does it have to be in the next room? Because surely if you can do it in the next room, you can do it in the same room. <laughs> the teleporting thing. That's what I was thinking. I don't know if it is. So he's able to get, ma- okay, he says he's able to make gateways through solid objects. Right. So not necessarily the room, but if through a wall or whatever, it could also be. So Vision can walk through walls, who cares? <laughs> this is, yep, exactly. <laughs> um, he's a glorified lockpick. Yeah. Oh, Sometimes I think pick. they just make these superheroes 
just to get them out of a, a loophole, out of a, a plot hole, you know? Mm. Like, oh, yeah, he's a superhero, then he can do this and that's it. Yeah. Same with James Bond and his gadgets. Yeah. There's always a gadget for the for the, the exact scenario. The exact situation, yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. I think, again, it could be used really well and usefully, but it's just a bit... I guess, like, if you think of Portal, the game, and you yeah. shoot the Portal, you'd, like, throw things out in the next room. That could be an interesting concept, but... But the issue with that, though, as well, is that the... the... <laughs> Again, it does, as like I said, this is a universe where people can walk through doors and yeah. tear doors off their hinges and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's relevant to, like, in, in our world, you'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. In yeah, comic books, so you're like, pretty... who, who cares? Okay. What, is <laughs> this? what is this man doing? Um... And you guys want to grab the next ones that are kind of seven down, the kind of the other positions? Oh my god. So we've got Cypher is up next. Of he, and he's he's like the multilingual person. Yeah, right? so he can speak he can speak every language on earth, uh, including How? computer language. Uh, when I'm, when I'm, uh, and those of more extraterrestrial bent. Uh, that actually seems like an alright kind of power, to be honest. Superhero wise, Probably not the best, but if you're everyday, everyday regular dude, if you could cut about speaking every language on earth, including the computer, that's pretty, pretty handy. But it would also be something that, in theory, you could probably just do yourself if you put enough time in it. Like you don't need a superhero. <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, I guess he's just lazy that way, and he's just <laughs> he's just got as it just got a subscription to like the what's what's the wee owl thing? The, 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 the Duolingo. Duolingo. He's just got a Duolingo subscription um, that he's just absolutely making the most of. <laughs> yeah, this this was uh, this was uh, this guy character was created way before uh, apps were. <laughs> I was gonna say the, the internet was very much. Uh, <laughs> Oh man! Actually, do you want to do, do right? I'll I'll start doing this because I think it was quite funny. Is we'll have a look at their Marvel Power Grid rating, okay? Um, which is on the, the official Marvel Wiki page. Okay, so his intelligence is a six. Uh, I believe the Power Grid is like between, I think it's one and seven. Mm. So seven, seven being the most, mm. I believe. Right. Um. But yeah, so he's got a seven intelligence. He's got a two strength, a two speed, a two durability, a one energy protection, and he's pretty good at fighting. So I guess he's an all right. Is he an X Men? So he's, he's a smart, an smart guy. A he's, smart guy who can fight good. He's the, you know what? He's the kind of guy that would just leave in the office, isn't he? Yeah. He, yeah. You just stay base. You stay base camp. Uh, we'll go and fight. We'll go and do the action, and you just exactly. email us. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Now, you deal with like, uh, any sort of tech, tech issues. Aye. You're oh, yeah, good stuff, pal. Exactly. <laughs> Here's your word. <laughs> I mean, apparently he's had some cool superhero moments in the comics, though. Mm, yeah. Uh, um, could we get a couple of aliens and all that stuff? But as you said, overall, before a time before apps, pretty impressive nowadays mm. if you put your mind hard enough to it. Very similar to Forge, I would actually think. You know, Forge from the x Men. Ah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the mechanic basically all he can do is fix all kinds of machinery. So uh, Forge is Forge is super useful though because it can actually be almost any type of machinery, right? Yeah. Including like super powerful alien tech. Where this guy's like, okay, I can understand the instruction manual. But <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know. What, I'm I don't know instructions, big man. You go. Plenty <laughs> <laughs> practice. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> right, right, Dan. Who we got next? Next, we've got Dazzler. Who I think I I disagree with this. To be honest, but, somebody, yeah. I, somebody said I, I think Dazzler 
in terms of the powers, I don't think it's that dumb because you've got it's kind of similar to um, Banshee, right? Yeah. But but it's the theme, I guess. It's the disco theme and the fact that she's a pop star and the roller skates and that's kind of dumb. But it was also a very of the time when she was written. Do you know what I mean? That was that was the thing. That was like what was in the charts and what was in the TV. So uh, I, mean, I don't know. She's, she's fine. Like her powers quite good. She, her, her, costume and our themes about dated I guess but I guess they've reinvented her fairly recently though as well haven't they like they've I'm sure they have I think recently they've made her more of a as I said more of a pop star rather than a, a disco yeah um character hang on I'm just going to the 616 wiki um yeah like if you look at a costume then now it's more actually reminiscent something like Captain Marvel mm-hmm. than a disco person yeah I mean the, the, the photo they've put in this article is like a disco version of her but yeah, yeah. And yeah. she's still is she still there? Is she still in the universe? Um, uh, I'll have a look. I don't think there's a last appearance dated at the moment. I think. Um, I believe yeah, I believe she's still within continuity as well. Did I hear a rumor that she was maybe going to appear in an X? Uh, sorry, in a Marvel spinoff show. I think yeah, I think it was when they were doing all the the spinoff shows like after like before the Fox, the Fox Disney merger. I think. Oh, right. Netflix of things. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of those I ones like Hulu or Netflix. I'm pretty yeah. sure. To be uh, fair, now that Disney own Fox next, man, I think it'll be a while before we see Dazzler. I think they're going to get through Wolverine and Cyclops and stuff first. <laughs> oh, right, definitely. Oh. I mean, she joined the Avengers at one bit as well. So who, ha- who hasn't at this point? Yeah, as you say, <laughs> the janitors um, joined Avengers. <laughs> you over there with the mop. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. The the invincible mop man. Um, <laughs> He's probably on this list somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, no, but yeah, um in terms of the power grid, fairly average intelligence, slightly below average strength, fairly above speed, slightly better durability. Actually, weirdly enough, only a four for energy projection, even though that's a whole power set. Yeah, that's um and fighting skills three. So all in all, pretty pretty sizable threat as well. Um Especially if you can blind your enemies. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty good use I mean, of power, to be honest. I mean, just wear sunglasses. <laughs> God damn it! Every Sunday morning, Dan's immortal to us. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you had a wee peek at the next person? I have. Oh, I have. Right. I just, First of all, what is going on in that drawing? <laughs> I was going to say, hang on, right. In that panel, look at the art, it's crazy. It is crazy. I have just read the first paragraph there uh, in the yes. last line <laughs> the only problem she can only do so when she is very very drunk oh no <laughs> i mean i mean her name is jinjini to be fair oh Jin-Gini. i mean beach parker um, was a member of ecstatics a group of mutant superheroes who were more preoccupied with becoming rich and famous and doing anything altruistic like saving the world jinjini's thing was that she was capable of what the hell is that? Say seismokinesis. Seismokinesis. Seismokinesis or the power to so, generate seismic vibrations. Here's the thing. Only recently, 2001. 2001? 2001. 2001. 2001. 2001. X-Force mm-hmm. 116 to July 2001 is her first appearance and her death is in X-Force also 116 in July 2001. Oh, okay. She was <laughs> okay. one issue appearance. <laughs> Did wow. she die of like alcohol poisoning? <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of interested to be honest. Um, <laughs> Did they ever tell you how she discovered her powers? Was it like... 
going on a fucking absolute bender, Dan. I just let a night in Ibiza and she just started shaking the place. Like, what's going on? This <laughs> is some fucking rave. <laughs> no, do you notice something as well? Most of these, if not all of them so far, have been Marvel characters. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 I should see, but I. Um, the other thing as well, man, like, just uh, how. Imagine, like, you need, to, you need to get out of a situation, right? And, and you just you grab a bottle and pass it to this lassie, like, here, get it, didn't you? <laughs> like, so, what? what? <laughs> the force of our seismic blasts are actually concurrent with our blood alcohol content. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So you just always have to have, like, miniatures on you, just ready to go. <laughs> yeah, some, like, aye, that's it. Shots. Oh, man. Like that, that oh, there's, there's a world ending threat coming, let's go to the shop bar. <laughs> <laughs> God, that is that's a bad one, right? Here's our another DC hero that's on number nine position, Color Kid, right? So, I like how his outfit matches his head. <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh, look at that! Very pointy. Yes, very pointy, very pointy man. Oh, he yeah, looks like a big daily triangle. It looks animation, actually. Is that animation? So animated? this one is from the Legion of Superheroes TV show. Right, yeah. That uh, that. Uh, debuted years and years and years ago that was i enjoyed it i thought it was good it had this weird anime style and it had like the legion basically went back in time grabbed a young superman and pulled him forward in time and he had a bunch of adventures it's actually really good that well see his themes of time but yeah this guy appeared and his only i think his appearance was in the episode or something like that, i believe was the the episode lightning storm of the, the the tv show but i don't actually know if he, he's obviously he's, he's um well Quite far back in the comics as well. So, um, so what's the thing? What's, what does he do? It just uh, wires, so wires. he changes the color of things. Uh, okay, <laughs> I guess that's handy for interior design. <laughs> so, so okay, so what is the point? So okay, so born on the planet Lupra, Ulvak, who's the name of Color Kid's real identity, got his powers when he was hit by a beam of colourful light from another dimension while working in a science lab. The accident imbued him with the ability to change the colour of any object, no matter how big or small. Thus, he became known as Colour Kid. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, here's an interesting one, by the way. Due to the fact, on at least one occasion, we're also able to change the chemical makeup of the uh, object. Thus, he was able to help save Superboy and Supergirl from a deadly kryptonite cloud because he could change the colour of kryptonite of course. and its chemical makeup. And then, back, back in the day, Green Lantern's weakness was yellow, right? You just, you should have just brought that guy with him, turn everything green, you're sorted. Um, no. I think this guy's the most useless so far. Yeah, I don't, definitely. I don't, he I mean, should have the number one spot so far. So yeah. here's so here's the thing, right? And this is the thing, I remember watching this episode when I was younger, but in the episode, there's this character called Stoneboy, who is yeah. abilities to turn into a stone statue and do nothing else, don't ask. <laughs> um, basically, he like falls over, lies down, and Colour Kid turns him invisible because he right. controls the light spectrum, so someone trips over him. So I feel like... And knocks the head and gets knocked out, whatever it is, it's a kid's TV show. Um... <laughs> But the thing is, as well, I think, is that the very stupid power set, but see if we use it right, it could actually be something quite interesting. Like, he could make things invincible, he could change the chemical makeup of stuff because it's not just the colour. But as you said, as a base idea, it's pretty funny. The whole, and also, can I just say, the whole reason that they gave Sue Storm the, like, 
ability to like fire projection and, and do the psychic stuff is because just turning invisible is a crap power. Like you need to have something yeah. else to go with it and this guy yeah. doesn't, so <laughs> I mean yeah. I feel like with a talented writer he could probably be quite good. Like uh what they did to um is it multiple man? No. And that's the one the X Men. Yeah. X Men, yeah, multiple yeah. Man. He was kind of a bit shitty and then they kinda of made I wonder, better. Wonder if we'll still get that James Franco multiple man film. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Dad, cut the feet. Cut the feet. <laughs> um, okay, this one's a weird one. NFL Super Pro. I mean, this is just this is just a like a, a business tie-in show. This yeah, is like, that's, that's exactly yeah. what it says. It's all winning there, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's a market employee, I guess. It is yeah. costumes kind of standard. I, I don't I feel there's not much else to be said about this other than it is as you said a big market employee. Yeah. Um his origin is quite interesting, so the guy's name is Phil Greyfield. So that's always a fun one. I like it better when there's no motive for these dumb superheroes. Like see when there's yeah. a motive of money behind it, it totally ruins it, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it ruins the fun. This makes it less about it coming straight from someone's stupid imagination and yeah. it just being a tie in to some sort of weirdly Whatever it is, NFL tie-in for the whatever Super Bowl's happening that year. Well, we move on because the next one's money-related as well. Sure. Except this one is the almighty dollar, and he fires loose change out of his wrists. <laughs> right. He'd be great I, at scramble. I was going to say. See, to be honest. The, get him on the penny machines. I'm, I'm so bad for carrying money. I'll just carry my, my bank card. So yeah. see, whenever I'm in a restaurant, I'm like, oh, I've not got a tip. And you go and lift money and split it. This guy was where you, there you go, just fired on <laughs> pennies. <laughs> So he, he also appeared in the same issue as NFL yeah. Super Pro. I mean, okay, sure. I guess coins flying towards you again. You don't really want it, but I don't know. Getting coined in the eye like a football, like a, like a Rangers player. <laughs> you get no. Imagine you're like a, a barista in his local coffee shop, though, and you're like, "Oh, here comes this idea again." You know, and he's paying for these three pound coffee and pennies. Hello. <laughs> Every day, you just oh mate. <laughs> Or when he comes out of the bank and you have to give him the wee bags to put the coins in there. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you would single-handedly wreck the economy, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Uh. <laughs> but very, very slowly with pens. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, speaking of Stone Boy, as we mentioned earlier on, here he is at number six position. There he is. Yeah. Do you know, I actually don't hate the design. I think his, I think his face looks kind of... Yeah. About so, the thing, about... Yeah. Part of the Legion of Substitute Heroes, a group of moderately powered super individuals who gathered together after being rejected from Legion of Heroes, Stoneboy has one of the most literal names on the list. He's an alien from the planet Zven, whose inhabitants turned into stone in order to hibernate their way through a six-month-long winters. Okay. So, nice. He uses his abilities in very comical ways. He, yeah, he out, basically uh, can't move when he's, uh, yeah. he uses his stone thing to hibernate. And they just so his, on so his teammates yeah. and throw them at enemies. Enemies drop them on people's heads. Yeah, I mean, so he's just like the thing, but he can't move. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh okay. man, <laughs> hindsight lads. Oh no, great. South <laughs> Park not do something like this guy. Must have right. It feels like it feels he like does that. look like a. He looks like a joke character. Yeah. Like, this was back in the days where you get away with joke characters. So he first appeared in the New Warriors annual. Um, 
he would not become hindsight until New Warriors 37 after he caught his neighbours and schoolmate Robbie Baldwin transferring to Super Rock Eagle Speedball who uh, if you know Speedball you know comics accidentally committed a bunch of child murders <laughs> if you know Civil War oh yeah. New, Warrior, yeah, yeah, yeah. New Warriors was the team that, that, that caused that's the big right. yeah that's, that's that the team explosion. Yeah, yeah that's Speedball um, so yeah that's that's a fun one to connect uh, God Jesus um, <laughs> so he didn't have any superpowers. So he somehow, yeah, he came up with the idea of um, he came up with the idea of helping the team by being able to point out any tactical errors they made during the battle after the fight was over. That would be so, oh, I hate people like that man. <laughs> oh, he should have done it like this. Yeah, yeah. right. I want to see what's his what's his uh, power rating. Hang on. Oh, man. Oh man! So he's got a four intelligence, right? Okay. He's got two strength, two speed, two durability, one energy protection, and two fighting skills. So nothing really. He's a massive fucking nerd. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Oh, he can, he, he kind of looks. He looks like a character from. Garth Ennis's Punisher run, not Punisher Max, the one before that. It kind of looks like something for that era of mm, um, Garth Ennis being weird. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think they actually have a like there is a there is he is in recent continuity as well. Again, um, trying to find anything that order stuff on the Marvel wiki. Why would you bring any of these characters back? Like other than for the meme, why would you bring any of these characters back? It's just um. Well, I think you had a chance to drop them. So he's in Civil War. He is in Civil War. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Follow the Masquerade and stuff for Connecticut. Carlton launched a website called Destroy All Warriors under the alias of blah, blah, blah. He unmasked individual members of the New Warriors by revealing the secret identities of personal fusion. Carlton blamed the New Warriors for the massacre in Stanford and hoped that by exposing some of them that he could force the New Warriors to disband. Um, yeah. So he was basically a massive... He was a troll. Turns out a troll online. Being called a self-proclaimed Marvelologist. Um. Yeah. You see, lad. What a guy. What uh, a guy. They basically made him a computer troll in the newer one in Civil War, but yeah. So there you go. That's that. That's that guy looks offensive. No, right. So always bouncing boy, right? Again, from that Legion of Subido cartoon has a pretty useful power set. But if, go uh, on, convince you, me. If you want now, Dan, you you read out what we got so far. You you read out <sighs> the, the origin, and I'll I'll tell you. Okay. He was an everyday scientist's gopher until he accidentally drank some of his employer's super plastic fluids while running an errand. He was supposed to be delivering the fluid to the science council when he stumbled across the robot gladiator tournament and decided to flake on his job and take any action as you do. Distracted by all the robot fighting, he absentmindedly drank some of the plastic which turned him into a human Super Bowl bouncing boy. So, did he look like this before he drank it, or did this like transform into a ball shape? Or was he just happened to be a ball shape and then he drank this bouncy stuff? Because that's, that's serendipity. That's like, if you're that shape, you should really be a bouncy ball, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, like, surely he... must have transformed him into a ball shape. So, if you look at the wiki for it, in the animated version, he's like a heavier set guy. Yes, but he turns into a ball. Okay, like that's his ability. Like he isn't like it's not as if he was a skinny guy who goes like into. It's not so, like yeah. So so you see useful Massimo, uh, just a fat yeah. guy coming towards you. Like what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Did, did your enemies just not kick him over the hedge? 
<laughs> what a big space offer. <laughs> Just kick him on top of the roof. <laughs> um, blah, 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 sorry for boy. Uh, his dimension remains the same. He becomes more dense, I guess. And he, he must have some sort of like. His like, body's elasticity and resilience become extremely rubbery, allowing him to demonstrate many times over his body shape and rubber like consistency as an effective ballistic weapon. He's a fucking rubber bullet. He's a rubber bullet. Brilliant. He's a big rubber bullet. He's a big rubber bullet, basically. Um. How does he? I want to know how he like works up the momentum so to be a projectile. Does he just run? Bouncer like... boy can use his own muscles to maintain his velocity and power as he bounces, but his power also uh, allows him a limited degree of invulnerability since bouncing off walls and nearby objects have yet to injure him as they would a normal human being. Right. So there's your answer. Partly, Danny just uses his muscles. Okay. He's definitely so, the worst. Color boy is worse than he is. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, Boy said you could use him as a ballistic missile. Yeah. Uh, Just a weird looking one with a face. Uh, <laughs> it looks like a little word does, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Big fucking screaming guy. Uh, okay, so number three. David, do you want to read this one out? Okay. This, I saw the head the, the image here is just... <laughs> matter eater lad. Of course, the world needed a superhero who literally ate his way out of his problems. <laughs> a one-time member of the Legion of Superheroes, Tenzel Kem, is an alien from the planet of Bismal. Much like Stoneboy, Mata-Eater Lad's powers are the result of his planet's inhabitants involving in response to unexpected tragedy. When all of the food in Bismal became inedible, thanks to some pesky microbes, the Bismolians adapted by becoming able to eat and digest all matter. How long does it take him to do anything? <laughs> no, we need to escape from here. <laughs> and don't worry, guys. <laughs> don't worry, guys. I'll just take my wee while. You know, I've not had any breakfast this morning. <laughs> Sorry, I had, I had too much water on the way here. I've got, I've got water <laughs> waiting in my stomach. I'm too inflated this morning. In addition to be able to, to keep down random objects he consumes, Matter Eater Lad can also analyse Matter's contents, determine if it contains poisons, metabolise his food quickly in order to obtain super speed, oh, well, there you go, and use a special bismolian digestive enzyme in order to make tough materials like steel easier to consume. That's... Really, this guy should be the size of Bouncing Boy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They should be a wee fat guy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if he if he eats crazy things like you know fences and walls and radiators or whatever, if it turns if it makes him super fast, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I think yeah. Again, with a very talented writer, you could probably make him quite interesting. It's like, um, yeah, it could be really interesting. It just it reminds me of another hero. I don't know how well versed you guys are on any sort of anime or anything like that. Oh, that's too nerdy for you to. No. Um, there's a there's a hero there's a, a superhero anime show called My Hero Academia and one of the characters is called Sugar Rush and he basically gets his power by eating sweets and the okay. more sweets he eats the stronger he gets I think my kids got that power <laughs> 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 um, but yeah no it reminds me of that in that way of like it being like I said that kind of super ability power but it being tied to the food he eats this this isn't like specific to this character, but I'm so glad they stopped calling superheroes lad. Like, oh, right, what was yeah. that weird period in comics that everybody was lad? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 
like boy and man and girl and woman. That's that's one thing, but lads, like, lad and la- lassie. I don't know, like. Is that what you yeah. called? You call Lassie? I don't know if it's working really now. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lightning Lassie. That's nah, really. <laughs> this is always in a Scottish accent. <laughs> um, totally uh, Lassie. Lassie. Uh, so, we're going to two, Rainbow Girl. Um, oh, probably one of the most <laughs> potentially very, offensive superheroes. It's very offensive. Oh, it's a mood swing prone superhero <laughs> with the ability to harness the emotional spectrum. Oh, I wonder oh, who wrote that. No. Ooh, this is really oh. is, this, is this a, a Joss Whedon character by any chance? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, what's his face? Oh, the, guy, the guy who got cancelled recently as well. What's his fucking name? Uh, Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis. Oh, no. Um, hold on, actually, I'm going to look up and see who, who invented him. <laughs> I mean, the costume's okay. I like the purple. I like the colours. And... Uh, originally appeared in Adventure Comics June 1963. So. Uh... Um... Oh, it just gets even worse when you read the wiki. Yeah, I'm on the wiki as well. It was Edmund Hamilton that came no up idea. With, with the character. Um, in her yeah, first appearance, weird. Rainbow Girl was able to create a pheromone field that surrounds her in light, resembling a rainbow, giving her irresistible personality to everyone. <laughs> oh man! Also appeared as recently as Blackest Night. Really? Yeah. Weird. During the Blackest Night event, Jeff John stated that she doesn't fully understand her powers and uses them more for fun. Um, she was able to tap into the red, blue, and green lantern abilities. Interesting. When she and other substitutes came to the aid of Superman and religious superheroes in the battle against the xenophobic Justice League of Earth. What? Is what? Yeah, she's not a good character. No, I mean, kind of cool abilities that we that aren't based off of. You know, sometimes you know, I think you know yeah. they've they've written all these characters and then they're looking for someone to fit a particular role. And there's so many other superhero characters out there now that they probably to find a, a, a an original or make an original character is probably not easy to do anymore. So therefore, they just go back to what that was. And try and... Well, that, that was my question. Do do you think there's anything? Like comics have been about for so long, and they're clearly skating mm-hmm. the bottom of the barrel, right? With these people, yeah. and do you think there's anything they haven't covered yet? Like a dumb, <laughs> useless character that doesn't exist. I feel like there's something for everything. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think a lot of time it is. Yeah, there's loads of things like that where it's like, like, oh, this character suitcase man would be dumb, and then you Google it, and there is a suitcase man. <laughs> like, What's yeah. what I'm saying is that like a lot of those dumb powers that like, oh, as ability or shape this get covered like with heroes like elongated man or plastic man. Mm. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. Know that. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, they kind of cover all characters, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's weird though. But um, yeah. I so think I think I think we're back down the arm fall off boy who yeah, who, who we went over already. So he's what got a wee bit more about him. Yeah, why not go for it? What's his I, what's his powers about? He's done. I mean, 
what do you think? He pulls his arms off and knocks guys about with his arms. Like, what do you want? I want more, Dan. He's, I want he's more. A, he's actually a psychic levitating witch. He's just called on for a boy. Like, what do you expect? My dear, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like a, a daredevil ghost rider situation. I love I love how much he's flexing in this panel, though. Like, yeah. look at him showing off. My <laughs> powers will astound you. I okay, my guy. <laughs> Calm down. Listen, what? Everyone's yeah. just being sick. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? There was, there was one that popped up on uh, one of your, one of the pages. Um, a Marvel, an X Men character. I think it was De- De- Detonation Man. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get into that because we're going to talk about the audience. Right. Uh, yes, audience yes. stuff, and that was we'll, one of the ones I was going to. We'll find out we'll just watch next, but I do want to ask you, right? If you were in a jam, right, some big scary guys coming to get you, who out of this list would you want on your side? Jubilee. Um, <laughs> I, 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 Jubilee, right? Um, I would. I, I would actually say right, probably... here, you can have three. Right. Okay, you can have three. Right, three from the list. So, Mash, you go first. Right, I'll I'll go first. Uh, I would first of all, I would have Mister Amato, right? Why? Because, Explain your reasons. Because look, he could definitely give me about thirty seconds before. <laughs> if there's a big, say a big scary villain, I don't know your dark side, your Thanos is, you're like that could think. Oh, if he's about to punch me, let Mister Immortal get in the way. <laughs> take, that, take that for me. Um, okay. And then at that point, uh, who else? God, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, you're going to take Stone Boy, aren't you? <laughs> I, was so, I was so tempted. I would, I would pair Stone Boy. But who I would pair him with, as I would pair him with Bouncing Boy, because if if you can right, use it, I see yeah. where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you like so, one Stone Boy or a Bouncing Boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and that's how it would work. Um, actually, you got a rubber bullet and a stone bullet. Exactly. <laughs> no, actually, no. We 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 wouldn't take we wouldn't take Mister Amato. Right. We take Dazzler because Dazzler could blind the person if we didn't have sunglasses. Arm fall off. <laughs> uh, arm fall off. <laughs> Um, uh, only, only in that specific situation um, and yeah you'd have a stone bullet or a rubber bullet so you would basically use bouncing ball boy to catapult stone boy into it and then I would die but <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be quite a funny thing to watch <laughs> David who'd you, who'd you have the best chance Wait, if, if I was going to, to a battle I would probably be resigned to the fact that I was going to die so I would just be fun <laughs> Get <laughs> having a I'll laugh. Get gin genie. We get a wee bottle, of, bottle of gin. Just get blackout drunk. Yeah. Yeah, blackout drunk. Absolutely. Then drunk. Massive eater, and I'll just make him eat stuff. <laughs> and then at the end of it, when I was feeling rough, I would have hindsight guy just to tell me where I went wrong. There's obviously solid choices. Hmm. water. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm shocked that nobody took arm fall off, boy, because I really think if a Thanos or a Dark Side was coming towards you, this guy pops his arm out and you see that weird arm butthole, that's that's game over, man. You've got a good 10 minutes to get out of there, brother. Go, whoa! <laughs> All right. see, see, the thing is, is arm fall off, boy, has got really only limited use. He's got two chances to knock out the villain. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Once he pulls one arm off, right? <laughs> Like, how does it's, he get the other one off? Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, uh, so, okay. Maybe, maybe one. He's got but... one chance. Come on, Sam. <laughs> he can take his legs off the thing. Oh, well, okay. So, so, so but, you but just push him over. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd say at most three. 
but you wouldn't ever be able to utilize the fourth one anyway yeah that's us done talking about this list um should we should we go into the fan suggestions yes the, where we should comments um yeah so the audience suggestions as you say audience we don't, suggestions. We don't have fans so um <laughs> <laughs> yeah have so, your fun, lads yeah, but, yeah woo. <laughs> um so yeah so as you mentioned uh david one of the audience suggestions from i believe it was uh kev mckee mg i don't know mcgee mcgee mick mcg sorry kev if you're listening to this I do apologize <laughs> but you know who you are you know who you are out there um the the person that you you mentioned david is the, the character of bailey hoskins um, who you? What would you do? What did you say? He did again? Do you want? Do you want to say, David? Yeah. So what he was... can blow himself up. I'm glad you said up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! He can just yeah, pretty much just explode. That's it. That's but he can. He can only use it once. So I've actually read the comic that he comes from. Really? And it's actually not bad. Again. How did you discover this the first time? So, that's what I said. That's the question I asked. Yeah, you asked David. What was the response? Well, I just get given a panel, a page, sorry. Um, from with, the from the book, yeah. From the book, yes, with um, a Beast, a Hank McCoy, um, it, telling us, basically, but it, in brackets, it's like, Google this, Google that. <laughs> so nothing really gets explained. So it's like, I have no idea. Um, I mean... Okay, so the one thing about his ability is that he can control the size of the explosion. Okay. Right. And the reason why that's important is because although he's a mutant, he stays at Xavier's school, um, he doesn't properly become an X-Men. But what happens is all the X-Men get killed off in this universe. And basically there's that whole thing where there's a bully at the school who is a student of Xavier who then becomes... Um, I believe a villain. Mm. Um, and then basically all kill off the mutants, and then mutants reign supreme, and then it's like everyone basically like, like basically they they like all the mutants, the baddies take over, and the world just basically turns into dystopia. And what this guy does is he walks into the villain's base, taunts him, and then explodes himself. <laughs> and it's a big fucking tower. I'll see if well, I could. I'll see if I could find the. So in in theory, could it could he like? Nook a whole city. Well, I'll show you. I'll show you the. I'll show you. Hang on. Um, there's a panel that I think I can. I have to find it, but I remember it's from the very end of the issue. Um, hang on. Let's have a look. Uh, tower explosion. This will get me put on some search lists. <laughs> some, some red. red You're being watched. <laughs> being watched um. I can't, I can't find it, which is annoying, right? To be fair, with some of the part in that group chat, we're probably all on a watch list. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. Um, I don't know. It's weird though. Um, I can't seem to find it, but there is a. I think any power that you can only use once mm. is crap. Mm. Yeah. No matter yeah. how good the actual power is, you know. I mean. How how useful is he going to be with you long term? Not not a lot. So this is this is the thing they do is the um they obviously mention that 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 he he can't really be part of the X Men because he is just a normal kid who can kind of explode. 
Um, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Carrick's going. You don't. You don't. <laughs> kind um, of. I mean. <laughs> but yeah, no. He so yeah, but he. I think he basically gets taught by a bunch of people. Um, God. Oh yeah, no. Someone kills off Professor X. That's okay. one of the students at the thing. He kills off Professor X. Sure. So there's a guy who basically transmutes Professor X into solar, solar gold. Okay. And he's one of the students. He turns out to be a bad guy. I'm just trying to read the wiki here as quick as possible, not take up too much time. Um, uh, yeah, he basically blows up a tower. I'll show you the, the last panel. Um, and saves the world. He basically yeah. saves the world, yeah. Um, but the thing is, as well, is that he gives him he gets the he gets the nickname Exceptional. Hmm. Is what his subiru name is. Doesn't sound so, exceptional if you can only do it once, to be honest. Because until then, he's just a burden. Like, I mean, and when yeah. when do you pick the moment? Like, when are you like, right? No. Should I go? No, no, hold it, hold it. Save it, or like we will. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. When, when is it just like a, a last resort type thing? Like, yeah, I'll show you the the panel it gets used in. Um, it doesn't have the full spread, but it is the. Did you just thing it up there? Yeah, yeah, I sent it up there. It's that there. So uh, who's who's the character? So the guy who's got the glow eyes. Yeah, that's him. Um, and yeah. the guy who he's holding is basically the guy who basically takes over the world with his. He's got transmutation powers and he's basically a big bullet towards him. He kills. He basically kills off most of the X Men with a bullet of mutants. It's crazy. Actually, not a bad story at all. Um, mm. but yeah, no, that's his abilities. He, he blows people up, which is well, quite incredible. Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about him. Um. um there was a comment from Alan McIlvenny on the, the Facebook page who suggested Forget Me Not. Yep. Do, do you guys know? I know who Forget Who, sorry? Forget Me Not. Sorry, no, who, 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 forget who Me Not. <laughs> forget Me Not was a mutant who was stated yep. to be in a state of constant exis- existential superposition, both yep. real and unreal. Um, yeah. So his abilities include... Um, um, he's, he, he's inconceivable and he's undetectable. So, um, but he, yeah, I believe he's explained he's always retconned in at some point or in some story um, that he is the reason why the X Men get out of some of the most incredible jams because people don't know he's there. Yeah. What's funny though is he has no control over his powers. Apparently, yeah. no. He just people just that's, forget it exists. That's kind of weird as well like does he know what's happening <laughs> no 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 he you know he knows what's happening because professor x basically has to i don't know if it's in the wiki page but he has to implant a psychic thing to remind him that forget me not is there right like professor x without his psychic abilities can't remember it he has to have a specific psychic lock in place to actually remember that forget me not exists this is the most kind of retcon bullshit comic book thing I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's the like same as, you know, bringing in... See, when time travel becomes a thing, that's... Yeah, it's a bit... Thing. It's a bit universe-breaking. Aye, yeah. it's a bit it's a bit cheaty. You know, it's like, uh, oh, well, how can we do it? Well, we just this guy that nobody remembers he's ever there, and he yeah. actually escaped. And he fixed it all. And he fixed <laughs> the whole thing, yeah. So, yeah, um, when Professor X was murdered, uh, when I think Red Skull stole his brain and all that... Mm-hmm. Um, forget me not memor- memorialized him as he had lost his permanent connection with others because no one else knew he was there listen I don't feel sorry for this guy like <laughs> he's, he's a waste of time good I'm glad everybody forgot about him <laughs> see you later <laughs> 
I've got one that's quite controversial. Okay, that ready. He's a crap superhero, or a worst superhero, or a weirdest superhero. Weird, in fact, I, it's just weird. And it's Iron Fist. Why, why Iron Fist? Because he's just got one big flaming fist. Yeah. It's just so weird. Why would you not have, like, iron limbs or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Even iron heart or something like that that makes your whole mm. body this superhero, super fighting machine. Why Why just yeah. one one fist? It does yeah, look, I suppose that is quite loving, it's really. Because only, it's because a white man can only learn so much martial arts to make his fist an iron fist. <laughs> That, that doesn't sound like an in-universe reason, but... <laughs> no, um... Did you that record? Yeah, I mean, I'm on the spot. Uh, it's just like, no, because, like, because obviously the thing is the character's like, okay, like, it's a white dude who learns martial arts who then becomes the Iron Fist. The Iron like, Fist? I mean... I, I, if I was to go into youth porn, I would expect to see something like that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> You know, I just, uh, I mean, even even in the, I mean, he looks cool, I like he's a size, you know, he's kung fu and all that stuff, that's pretty cool and stuff, thing. but even in the TV show, when you watch the fights, he's just fighting with one hand the whole time, you know, a lot of it is just this one fist, and it's just stupid, it's just weird, yeah, so my, my, my to throw mine in there, a weird superhero, Iron Fist. To be fair, the TV show didn't do many favours. No, it did not, it definitely did not. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple more comments in the group. Somebody said Doorman, who we covered in the list, obviously. Um, and then, I wonder who wrote this. <laughs> Batman, being a billionaire is not a superpower, it's theft. Hashtag abolish Batman. <laughs> I wonder who the... That, that's I wonder official, who wrote that. <laughs> that's in the official BGCP account as Shout well. out to grumpy old man Alan Todd. <laughs> Alan Todd. So, <laughs> been, been on a kick recently with the fund and the establishment. Um, as he always has been. Uh, oh God! <laughs> Not all superheroes must be super, Alan. <laughs> exactly. We don't. We don't take men who dress up in capes as. Bad. Okay, let's let's not talk about hindsight, lad. Right, but we don't. We don't count Batman. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, someone has dog wielder here. Dog wielder. I, do I don't not know, know if that either. is an actual. It's a guy. So a guy on the Facebook, I believe. Uh, his name is always oh, a DC character. Um, do, you know, do you know what's weird? That most more people haven't messed with us be like yeah this they could have sent us anything we would have revealed yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> the, the guy's name is Thank you Will Will Hamilton for Dog Wielder and he is a Dog Wielder is a DC character on New Earth. And his abilities are he wields dogs to people. And and the panel I'm looking at he's holding a pup in one hand and he's got a blowtorch. A welding blowtorch in the other hand, yeah. Um, I believe he appeared in the Hatman series for DC. Oh, okay. Hold on. Dog Hatman's Welder great. or Dog Wielder? Dog Welder. Welder, right? Yeah, yeah, Welder. W-E-L-D. No, Welder, Welder. not. He welds dogs. But he also wields a dog. <laughs> like, so it works both ways, I guess. Yeah. Like, dog Wielder was more realistic than a Dog Welder. What? No, no, he just wore... So, Dog Welder never speaks and he never shows his face. In Primer, Dog Welder's successor, Dog Welder 2, travels to the pyramids <laughs> of Egypt and is subsequently, subsequently transported to the Dog Welder afterlife. Here it is implied in that there have been many others in the past, all afflicted with the same curse by Anubis. 
My God. He has often cited as being possibly psychotic or schizophrenic with no really? evidence to confirm that's, their claim. This is very Garth Ennis. Um, yeah, yeah. Hat- Hatman Volume 1 appears on Hatman 18, September 1987, and A Penis of Death, Hatman 52, August 2000. <laughs> you know, I've, I've read the first few volumes of Hatman, I don't remember this character, but it's a great book. But, uh, How do you come up with what does he even do? He welds dogs to people. Yeah. While the team was on hate, his dog would have spelled his time trapping and killing dogs in alleyways. When the team reformed, he helped fight. I don't know what team it is, but assumably it's the Tsubiro team that appears in. Oh, section eight. Um, he has a strong compulsion to wheel dogs to people's faces. <laughs> no, that, that compulsion uh... that you have, that wee craving you have sometimes to weld a dog to somebody's face. <laughs> Also, would a dog weld its flesh? How do you weld yeah, flesh? Yeah, exactly. That just sounds cruel. You know, that just yeah. sounds like burning a dog. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, well, we're, we're, we're really noticed, questioning you know. the logic here of, of a guy <laughs> rolling a dog in a superhero context. Is that what we're doing, boys? We are, yes. Yeah, right, yes. okay. Hi, it's that's... got to make some form of sense. Right, okay, sure. I mean, if you sure. want to get really kind of dark, I guess you could weld its bones. To right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We've went um, too far. <laughs> we have. We've, we've stepped the line. Um, I think was the one here as well. Captain Boomerang apparently is one. So David Todd uh, Gook is to shade myself a bit, but compared to everyone else's, that's a result in suicide. Captain Boomerang has got to be the worst supervillain. He has had upgrades over the years, such as the ability to use the power of the speed force and the latter ends, but his base power of throwing boomerangs really well is just baffling. How he has competed with arguably one of the most OP characters, the Flash, and has won on several occasions is baffling. I think the thing we a lot of these characters, right, like Arm Falleth Boy and, and um, Boomerang and uh, the comics, a lot of comics, I think, take themselves a wee bit too seriously. You bring yeah. in like a lot of filmmakers that take the piss a bit, like your James Gunn's and, and whoever else. Like, I think that's where these characters belong now. That's that's their place now. Like, yeah. nobody's going to read a comic and think, "Oh, yeah, here's I'm fall off boy." But you put them in a film, you have a laugh. That's I think that's the best yeah. way you can use these characters. I, I mean, Boomerang, sorry, Captain Boomerang. To be honest, the ability to uh, throw boomerangs precisely is, is pretty cool. It's, bo- it's bullseye, it's kind of like, that's the right, thing. It's exactly, just, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, it is. But again, I've, I've also always thought this about kind of bullseye and boomerang. Again, it's something that, in theory, you could get good enough at throwing boomerangs to just do it. You don't need to be a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be really good at Have a really good pitching arm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, I think that's us done with our list. Is there anything else you want to mention, Dan? In the group? Oh, I think Any... I'm, I'm satisfied with these dumb characters, I think. Oh God, I'm satisfied too. There we go. Um, I mean, so, dog Wilder boys or man whatever the hell. The do- dog Wilder. The dog uh, to, be, to be fair, I didn't think we could go weirder than Arm Falleth Boy. I think we went there. So, <laughs> fair, fair play. I mean, I'll be um, Googling him after I come off this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I believe uh, we'll move on to the news of the week. Let's do it. Do it. Um, oh, an intro playing now. Don't yeah. With the music. No, Ian, Ian does that. I don't do that. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, did you see the, the suits for Shazam 2? Yeah. Because I yeah. think they look infinitely better. Yeah, they look a lot, they look way better. They look um, less like pajamas. I mean, that's this you want, really. You just want your subido costume looking less like a pajama. Yeah. <laughs> Is that pajamas? I mean, they are a bit like all the DC kind of DCU characters will have this kind of similar like texture and muted colour palette, which they seem to kind of be 
aping here a wee bit, which I don't know if I'm into that. Yeah, it seems to be kind of in thing to be really textured. Jupiter's Legacy, they were all very textured as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it just, I think it's because they they can show detail now. Yeah. You know, original comics, the reason everything's blue and green and stuff, because those were the colours that kind of popped up on the page. Um, yeah. So I think, and also now, obviously, comics and imagery on the other page is a lot more detailed and things. I think that's part of the reason why. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because your your TV screen is so clear, you can see all these things. Now I think that's part of it. I I, I like it. I've got no problem with the textured stuff at all. I think it looks looks good. Um, I like the white capes. Yeah, I think yeah. I think as well they're really leaning towards the whole Marvel family thing, which I really yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that must be a nightmare to get dirt out of that cape. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's like, a, them. like a flash advert or for beans or whatever. Yeah. Banish. Banish, that's one. That's um nah. Um in that same kind of vein as well, they've also revealed that the Pierce Brosnan Doctor Fate uh, suit mm. is all gonna be mo capped. I mean I'm gonna have a physical suit in. Kinda seen that coming, right? Yeah, but I feel like so I was always uh, it's gonna be fully mo capped, the uh, Pierce Brosnan Doctor Fate suit. Mo capped, what do uh, you mean? Uh, like, so it's going to have like the wee balls and that on them. It'll be CGI. CGI. It'll be a CGI oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Ah, right, okay, okay. Yeah, but fully, fully CG suit. Um, I don't know, like, I know that CG suits in the past have went wrong, like Green, Ryan Reynolds Green, Green Lantern, obviously, right? But they've but, been right, though, with like, stuff like Iron Man as well. Oh, exactly. Like, I was going to say that there's examples like Iron Man, and uh, to me, I think the only person that really affects is the actors on set. Like, if I was someone else in that film and I was acting opposite Pierre Brosnan wearing ping pong balls that might I, I mean I know I realise I've trained for this right but I think it would be better to have him there in person do you know what I mean it's, but it's a, it's a see when you watch like, it who cares like like, like every every other character like Helen Mirren's even got a suit is um I don't know who she's going to be but she's like one of the villains she's the villain's mother I think yeah, yeah. or sister um, yeah, yeah. and you've got all of the the Shazam suit and it's just Pierce Brosnan as a fucking pen of ping pong balls. Everyone else has got these super cool superhero costumes that just that out. Cool. I don't know, I've only thought about it. I like yeah, Pierce Brosnan. I like Shazam as well. I think it was the probably one of the, one of the better thought, DC films. Yeah, I thought the first Shazam movie was, was, was fantastic, actually. I didn't really know much about Shazam, apart from Kingdom Come, uh, when he was actually yeah. Captain yeah. Marvel. Was he Captain Marvel? Was yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel? yeah. Um, I didn't really know much about him at all. Um, and I, I thought the film was excellent. I really enjoyed it. I don't know how, how close it is to the source material. I, I really I can't say, but I, mean, I really enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think it takes a lot of inspiration off the New Fifty Two run, that first movie. Yeah, right. Um, uh, in terms of the design of the costume and the even the ending as well, the post credits thing with Silvana and the uh, I just kept my if I don't know his name. It's like the Worm, the evil Worm. Yes, in the vent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's like part of the New Fifty Two. That's at like the end of the first arc. Same thing happens. But um, it's the same. It's the same director's doing a sequel, and yeah, yeah I think we get. There you go. I uh, think that's always a good idea if you keep it the same kind of director that does all of them. I think that's a. The, the the guy was actually a YouTuber. He, he made he, he had his own YouTube channel, and then I think Shazam was his first film. So he's oh, doing well wow. himself. Ah, he's doing alright. Uh, speaking of upcoming films, um, and even trailers were said upcoming films. Uh, we got a better look at, uh, or we got well extended look in Shang Chi the trailer. Um, uh-huh. we a better look at that fight sequence that everyone was kind of thinking of was happening. The kind of fight, weird fight tournament thing that was happening that was inside of a cage. And apparently, I, I saw this one. We saw Abomination, but we also saw Wong as well. Yep. Yeah. Yes. He's fighting Wong. That's, who's That's in what this. I was. I didn't know it was. I couldn't. I didn't even catch that. I thought it was it a is, random sorcerer. As a split second, you always see him getting kind of thrown across the cell, but 
with the hair and the shape of his head is, is definitely Benedict Wong. It's definitely him. Oh, wow. I mean, I wonder what happened to Strange. Like, I, th- I might think he might make a cameo. Did I hear that right somewhere? He's, Strange is making a cameo in one of them. Um, upcoming things. I think it's Shang-Chi. I think he is. I think oh. Cumberbatch is, is signed on. I've got makes a sense, funny though. feelings Doctor Strange will be making cameos in quite a lot of the upcoming Marvel movies. Especially with all, the... Yeah. Yeah, it's all going to be um, uh, the multiverse, isn't it? So yeah, stuff's happening with Loki and stuff. Aye. Aye, it's all going to look back to him. Aye, exactly. He's, he's going to have to be the one that kind of, aye, gets back to and sort it out, basically. I think a trailer, though, man. Like, I was already kind of looking forward to it, but this one just kind of made me go, ah, oh, yes, this, this, yeah, there you go. this yeah, looks no, cool. Um, the other trailer we got was uh, what I thought was a much better trailer for the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, the first trailer didn't do it for me at all. It was far too all quirky James Gunn isms. Whereas this one actually made it look like an exciting superhero film. So I was like, I am into this. Which is it's, what you want, isn't it? I quite like the idea of just being a kind of quirky, kind of you know, not taking itself too seriously. Listen, I know that I'm the minority. People love the Guardians films. I. I'm no massive on them, so. And is there anything uh, you do uh, like? <laughs> the, listen, the intro, the intro to Guardians Two, um, is really good. The Mister Blue Sky sequence, yeah. that's that's incredible. The, the animation and the timing, and it's such a good sequence. That's kind of the highlight of those, both those movies for me. But um, shout out to somebody. I, I don't have the comment in front of me. It's somebody, see what you just said, Massimo. Yeah. I, I think the comment was: Is there anything? Is there any chance that Dan's going to write up something that he does like? That was left on. <laughs> that was left on. I think the Legends of Zelda thing that I did. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, Dan, you really, you really love to hate stuff, man. Listen, uh, I just expect better. That's all. Speaking about <laughs> stuff that people love to hate. Oh, decades after the infamous Clone Saga, Marvel oh, is once again here. We go again, handing the Spider Man over, Spider Man to even over to Peter Parker's clone, Ben Reilly. After probably what's going to happen in the upcoming Death of Spider Man, and if you can't uh, tell by the way I've said that, and you're not watching the video version, uh, I put death in massive air quotes because we'll be hearing about the death of lots of characters in the past few months, and I don't yes. think any of them are going to stick. Is the he... third one this week, right? Third? Doctor Strange, not... Spider-Man. Was there, was there one more? Was there not one more? Oh, did we not? No, I, I think it was just two. Yeah, I think it's just two. I thought it was one more. Um, okay, like, I guess, we just can't expect it at this point, I think. Do you know what I mean? For me, do this. This, is, this is my problem with, with Marvel and DC. I think they've been going on for so long mm-hmm. that trying to i mean it's okay if you're a brand spanking new reader then you're like oh spider-man dead <gasps> but when you're folk like us who have been reading them for, for a long long time it's kind of like spider-man dead again but you know, i do i do wonder that though like and i think there is a lot of new readers since the, the films have got big the mcu and stuff right. i think there is a lot of new people and i wonder if it's for that benefit or if it is just a marketing thing like these make money people buy these do you know what so I mean? we were talking about this assumably weren't we a wee while ago it's like we were talking about because obviously Marvel have that new event coming up, mm-hmm. um, which again can't remember the name of. That's my bad. It's Marvel uh, Dark Knight. No, not Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, it's the oh the Tom Taylor one. Yeah, the Tom Taylor one. Um, I think they have it listed in a previous thing. But regardless of the name of it, even though it's like the fifth or sixth event, uh-huh. the world ending, world changing, you know, event that we've had in the past what five years. Yeah, that, that's what you missed last years. week. Yeah. But yeah, it's 
I just all I want is I just I like I like comic books. I don't read them as much, but as I used to. But I like them, and I feel like the, I guess the keep bringing people in they have to have these big massive events that kind of coincide with the the kind of superhero world we're used to with like Marvel and, and the DCEU and also the MCU as well um, I, I just think, get sick of it aye, I think that the, the bar is raised so high with yeah. Marvel and DC that it's hard to bring it back down you know yeah. you sometimes yeah. you just want you just want Batman running about the streets and you just aye. want Spider-Man swinging through the, 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 the buildings and you just want Daredevil you know, at ground level, you don't, you don't yeah. need all this big. I mean, fair enough if you get Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, but again, you want Guardians of the Galaxy in space, uh-huh. you know, doing a space thing. You know, what I mean, a uh-huh. sci-fi kind of thing. You don't need them to be constantly mixed up and part of every. Yeah, totally. You know, bring in the X Men with the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the other thing is, is, eventually, this is all going to happen on the cinematic universe as well. So you, you know. We're going to read it to death, and then you're going to have to watch it to death as well. <laughs> and it's kind yes. of, so I am. That's what really annoys me about the, the Marvel and DC stuff. I think it's just, I think it's tough for them because I think it must be difficult to try and rehash a character all mm. the time. Yeah, totally. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, good writers and something fresh, I guess, would be all it would take. But I just, it does seem about recycled at this point. And, mm. Yeah. But it could just be us because you know we are old readers, you know. That's yeah. Um, did we get did we get through everything? There, there's a there's an EA play coming up, and there's a rumor of a old franchise coming back, and there's a lot of rumors saying it's going to be Dead Space. Um, I think you were into this, Massimo. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was one of those ones that I I have a weird relationship with dead space is that i played the third one. Oh, uh, that was your first wow yeah because i was i was um i'm i'm gonna go and sit and replay the other ones because i, I never got a chance but the third one was my first dead space sorry david foot we're leaving you out this one but um this no, is, Vlad, this, fire away man go for it this this goes back to something that me and dan were talking about um on the uh, e3 wrap-up thing that we have it's a good podcast you should watch it um thanks <laughs> um but yeah no it is one of those things of like I think it's a great idea that they're bringing back a, a standard horror franchise. Um, um, so, have you only played the third one? Because only played the third one. Oh, I know the man. first two are great. Have yeah. you? I'm going to say if you enjoyed the third one, that's the worst out of the three. So yeah. you've got but, a yeah. treat to come. Like, yeah, I, the, I've got Xbox Game Pass now and stuff. So I'm the first gonna... one, the first one's personally my favorite because I'm more of a kind of slow horror guy. Um, the first one's very kind of Resident Evil and a spaceship. Um, Whereas the second one is more action packed, there's more kind of what do you call them like set pieces. The spaceship's yeah. blown up, and you're doing quick time events, which is still cool, cool. but mixed with the horror. And then the third one, I felt like they went too much into that and then kind of patched the horror side of it, which I wasn't into as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad they're bringing it back because it kind of had a bit of a rubbish death. Like the first two games were great, and then the third one was just a bit of yeah. I fought the wind, do you know what I mean? I, I liked it, but again, it's a thing of being young when I played it and being like, oh, it's a cool action game with aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than a slow burn, tense horror thing. But um, I, I, it's not definitely going to be Dead Space, though. Um, I've heard rumours on a new Burnout game, which I would Ooh, also be happy with. Game. Yeah. yeah, I would take that. Um, just don't do Mirror's Edge again. You, you, you ruined that. He's absolutely ruined that. Just stop. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> He's already dead. Um, if we want to just quickly skip over game, gaming news, the other thing is, I'm just going to quickly kind of go over this, the abandoned thing that we were talking about last week, yeah. um, 
I, it's not happening. We thought we would know what was happening by today. It's been delayed till August. And so... if you if you haven't seen that video, it's one of the most viewed on the channel at the moment. You should go watch it and push yes. the views on that and get That'll us in the algorithm. That will be linked below along with the report I did yesterday on the Ghost of Ikishima, which is a Ghost of Tsushima DLC. Yeah. That's all the gaming news. Um, there's a few. There's a few more comment book things, man. Did you guys see the Miles Morales Captain America thing? Yeah, that was cool, man. Cool. I love that shit. I like it. Um, um, he's teaming up with a bunch of them. I think there's a few. There's a few different variant covers out there that are all over the place. That is, that are also like having him team up with just other heroes as well. I believe. Hang on, I'll double check. I mean, uh, Miles Morales is getting a lot of play just now. I, I find it so fascinating that they've not tried to put them in the MCU because you had the major kind of game that came out last year. You've got this comic, you've got so, and then obviously the end of the Spider Verse film, and you've got all this going on. I don't know, man. I just I think it's only a matter of time before. I am. Um, who I think, the rights? I think it is Sony. It's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah, actually, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, because Sony still holding the rights to Spider Man. Just just yeah. Yeah. So Miles Morales obviously is because he's such a big deal now in the in, in Marvel in the comics and games and things. Obviously, it's a. I mean, he's been he's he's been mentioned in the first one. Donald Glover's Prowler was like, um, oh, I'm going to keep my nephew away from you or something. That's right, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. But he so doesn't it, get mentioned by name, is the thing. No, so. no, I didn't get named. No, I but didn't get in named. a deleted scene, he does. Does he? There's a deleted scene for the first Spider-Man film that is him on the phone. Right. Like, yeah, sorry, Miles. I'm gonna be late picking you up. Right, that's it. That's what it is. It's, yeah. it's a continuation of they, that thing. They probably it? couldn't. They probably recorded that, but they probably weren't allowed to include yeah. it. Yeah, got a legal slap on the wrist. Uh, Aye, yeah. exactly. So it's definitely got something to do with uh, a deal with Sony. Oh, definitely. definitely. But I just, I just think he's too kind of popular a character now, not to make money off him. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like. But I think Sony might do a thing of, oh, he's ours. We'll make a bunch of solo films. Like, there'll be them. some weird deal, That's and it. then Michael Keaton will be in Venom, and <laughs> you know, and... <laughs> Aye. Just, oh, just make Tom Hardy Wolverine. Just let's drop Venom altogether and make Tom Hardy Wolverine. That's what we all want. Uh, it can be done, now. Mm. Um, uh, is there any more news, Mashmo? I think the only other thing I'd like to kind of touch on is that uh, Rick and Morty has come back this week. Yes, um, we can kind of transition it, and that's what we're watching part of this show. Yeah. Um, that first episode was great. I thought I'd return to form. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, uh, I haven't. So here's the thing I interviewed the comic two comic creators who worked on Rick and Morty's kind of newest book, Rick's New Hat. Um, another link available in the yep. bio as well. It's a good interview. They're really <laughs> funny, really high energy dudes. Um, I'm yet to see the first episode, but that's because I was away for the past week with a place you're, that I didn't have you're stream. Um, but yeah, no, apparently it's great. Uh, and if it's a return to form, I'm more than happy with that because I, I, I even, I even, I've, I don't think I've said it before on the show, but I've said it behind the scenes where I've been like, I was never, I liked the first season of Rick and Morty. Less a big fan of it now. Rick and so, Morty, we were talking earlier about comics that have been going too long and they run out of ideas and it doesn't feel fresh or new anymore. That was the problem with that show for me. See, at first it was like, oh, this is a cartoon, they're saying all this stuff and they're showing all this, and it's like, it's so existential but also really funny and. And then the novelty wore off and it got tired. And I think that was the issue. Whereas this episode, I felt it was a return to that kind of early episode idea. So that sounds good. I'm going to face up here. I have never (laughs) watched an episode. Oh, get out of here. Leave. (laughs) Thing is, lads, lads, I'm nearly 40. I grew up (laughs) in the Simpsons, the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? 
Family Guy, uh, South Park, all that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, when another new captain came out, I thought, oh, it's just going to be much and such the same as that. So I just didn't bother. To be fair, I was on that boat for a while. Um, I was at uni at the time that it came out, and everybody in my, my class was, oh, you need to watch this, and I'm like, ah, ah, do I need another one? Like, And then I think there had been two seasons when I was like, right, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stick it on, I'll... and then really enjoyed it. I'll be honest, I was the perfect demographic, a 13 to 14 year old high school boy. Uh, so I'll be honest, that show really did appeal to me. Uh, no, it was, it was all right. I always think the first season of that show really good, third season, uh, yeah, four. Yeah. I mean, it was Beavis and Butthead as well. So, you know, it was, it was, for me, it was yeah. like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. I think of like, it's, oh yeah, it's, so edgy, I mean, so. it's, it's definitely, I mean, I can understand why it's, it's popular. Yeah, it's popular. And, why it's, why, why, and I, I'm sure I would enjoy it, to be honest. But to be fair, that's popularity is also something that's kind of, Talish that show the the fans are a bit toxic so yeah yeah, yeah. it really is those things um anyway so other than speaking about Rick and Morty lads what have you guys been reading watching listening what have you been doing this week with your free time <laughs> what have you what have you been doing I'll, I've been watching a or just finished watching Sweet Tooth on Netflix. Oh. Which um, phenomenal. I love. I, it. I I know very little about this. I know it's based um, on a comic, but that's my. Yeah, uh... I mean, I was exactly the same. I knew very little about it as well. Um, and I've got a two-year-old boy, and I think it's basically about you know it's it's about a virus that rips through the world. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> and there are a certain age group, you know, a certain year, if you like. Um, uh, most of the children that are born are. Um, hybrids, so they're half oh. human, half animal, Mutated. and it follows the uh, first wee boy um, called uh, Gus or Sweet Tooth, and he has a hybrid with uh, antlers. Oh. And uh, his dad takes him into the wilderness and keeps him there, just the two of them, while all the kale's kicking off outside. And he, he at that point, I just fell in love with the character because he's a sweet, innocent little oh. kid. And you just know that outside in the big bad world, he's going to get, you know, chewed up and spat out, basically. And yeah. His dad yeah. then passes away and he has to go out. And it's just, for me, it was just a lovely, sweet, sometimes slightly worrying <laughs> tale about a little boy with antlers trying to make his way through the crazy world. <laughs> so yeah. I would recommend it. Give it a watch. Uh, I think the book is a lot darker than what right. the TV show would be. Okay. Um, there was definitely points they started the TV show. I thought, oh my god, this could get really, really dark here. I don't know if I can watch this because, like I say, he just reminded me of my, my kid. Right. Yeah. When you say dark, is it like would it be suitable for kids or is it like more of a, a mature I think, thing? Or? I think the TV show, I wouldn't give it to you. What, let young kids watch it. Yeah. You know, maybe, young adults, maybe like aye, 14, maybe 14. 12 and above, I would say, to yeah. be honest. Um, See, that's the thing, my uh, my girlfriend watched it recently and she really, because she was like looking for a show to stick on in the background and stuff like that, and then she mm. really watched it, she didn't think it would, she didn't know what it came out, she watched it and she fucking really liked it, she really, really enjoyed it, and I was like, ah, oh, well, thanks for thanks for doing that without me, right, great, <laughs> one of those things, no, but um, yeah, she said it's really good, and I'm definitely going to give it a watch at some point, it's only like, what, five, six episodes, I think, isn't it? It's I a, think it's eight, quite... normal Netflix, Netflix is normally eight episodes, yeah, episodes isn't too bad. Yeah, I think Robert Downey Jr. actually produced it. Yeah, him oh, and his really? wife's production company. I believe so. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to, I can't wait for season two, so I'm just going to have to buy the books. So I think you can get the books for £35 for kind of all of them. So I'm just going to, next PD, that's what I'm getting. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, Daniel. I'll go next. 
Um, I reread a classic this week. I reread Kingdom Come mm. and wrote a review. Oh man, what a book! I read you. Cheers, thanks, mate. Um, I like that blow too. Um, but it's see recently, right since, since I've started <sighs> writing for BGCP, I've I've went back to a lot of things, like a lot of stuff that I liked years ago, and not been. I don't know if it's just because I'm being more critical because I know I'm writing a review, but I've I've just not enjoyed it as much as I did the first time. Mm. I was a wee bit worried the same thing was going to happen with Kingdom Come because I reread Dark Knight Returns and I was like, eh. I reread uh, Planet Hulk and wasn't impressed. Kingdom Come is still one of the greatest comics ever put out, I think. Um, and the thing is, it's not often that you get the absolute top tier story and the absolute top tier art in the same book. Um, such a it, it kind of feels like more than your standard comic like see how like how the Dark Knight was kind of first superhero film it kind of like be more than just a superhero film I feel like Kingdom Come maybe not the first but it's, it's one of the comics it's like it should just be a piece of literature that everybody should read like if you even if you've never read a comic it's so well written so well drawn um, and it, it's timeless I think it just holds up it's it's a great book. I've read it a bunch of times, and um, I I just love. It. I totally agree with everything you said. I think it totally holds up to kind of modern day. I think it's just I I just think it's it's a great it's a great book. You know what? Civil War is basically the same idea, to be honest. Yeah. I think Mark Miller is pretty much kind of just taking that that storyline. I mean, to, to be fair, like I, I talk about comics that haven't stood the test of time. I feel like Civil War at the time was an interesting concept, and in hindsight, it's not a great comic. And I think kind of comes the opposite side of that coin. I think that's like was a great idea at the time, and it holds up. I think the thing is with Kingdom Come is the art is so timeless. Alex Ross's art is oh, aye, that 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 painting style that he does, Honestly, man. It's I don't have them with me, but um. Uh, if you if you're round about from Glasgow, whatever you'll know of a shop called Forbidden Planet, or even there's a several across the UK and across the uh, even in the US, but they they were refurbishing it and they were closing down. They were opening up another one and they had a sale on, and a bunch of his art books were on sale. So I've got a bunch of these kind of like small kind of coffee table uh, nice. things that are directly from Ross Scott's uh, sketchbook. Cute. Yeah, and they're some so so amazing. Yeah, art like just oh man just. Just so good, and like I've got them there, and I just sit and pour over them. You just look at me, like yeah, it's, it's nuts, yeah. man. Like, Incredible see is somebody that can draw as well. So yeah, you see, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. sketches. You're like, how do you pull that off? I mean, yeah, you yeah. must get a lot of David, but you're you're up with your artists. Like, it's nuts, man. See, sometimes see when Roman passes stuff over to me, I'm just like, wow, man. How, uh-huh. you, how can you do that? You know, so, <laughs> I sit with a pen and paper, and I just carry. Do anything. <laughs> it's just so embarrassing. It's like uh, it's, 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 it's obviously it's called that, isn't it? It's, it's obviously it's incredible. Yeah, but Alex Ross's stuff is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um I still a great book. Um other than that, I uh, yeah, I replayed uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild and put a review for that. That got some controversy Stick. going. Yeah. <laughs> um so that's part of your new ish. Well, not new. You're, you're, you've been doing them for a wee while, but you're kind of now properly branding them into something now, aren't you? I, I, this was me dipping my toe in the water. Um, I have quite a lot of controversial views on things across gaming. Um, almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, sitting over here. I thought, why no? Like, as you're saying, Matt's more like kind of categorise them. So I came up with this, this title, Agandar at Gaming, and it's going to be just a series of things criticising aspects of the industry that piss me off I feel like 
The Legend of Zelda, the last the series as a whole, right? But the last one specifically is one of the most overrated games I've ever played. So here's when I read your review, and I think it's uh, all right. Well, not review. You think piece, your discussion piece. Sure. Um, it's it's honestly it's a very well thought out, very well read thing, and it was something I really enjoyed reading. And I could see your point, but I think for me as well, especially, I like those kind of games that are almost yeah. like. Because you said you say it's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. No. It's just a game that was so overhyped that when you look back on it, you realise it probably wasn't everything that everyone thought it was. But for me personally, I like a game that it gives you this big open world and then gives you a starter mission, you complete that starter and it's like, right, you do, you go. Yeah. You have, yeah. So there, and I'm not I'm not saying that's not a, a positive of it, that's and fair. I'm into that, and it's a good, as you're saying, it's a good version of that, a good iteration of that. It's just not the best that's ever been yeah. made, and that's how it was hyped up in the press, and Nintendo gets this weird nostalgic pass on everything they do. It's like mm. I don't know. I mean, I don't really have an allegiance. Like I, I've always played PlayStation, but I own an Xbox and I own a PC. Like, I don't really have a, an allegiance to any console. Um, I've never really been a big Nintendo guy. I had the sixty-four and the GameCube. I had that, um, but I've never really, been, I've never really been mad about it. But um, I, I just, I don't know. It's just weird how there's this kind of industry-wide bias towards it. Yeah. And as somebody that doesn't, obviously as isn't a Nintendo fan, for like an outside perspective, I'm like, why Why is this a thing? Is it just nostalgia? Is it because these people grew up with these characters? Or... I think it's a mixture of stuff, honestly. And I feel like it is interesting to look at a piece that discusses more about, from an outside of industry perspective or an outside perspective of one of people would say probably the decade's most beloved games. Yeah, yeah, or it is. And again... Like I was saying about gardens, I know that I'm the minority, but yeah. I think that makes for a good discussion. discussion topic, and it makes for a, a decent piece of writing. I think because uh-huh. you don't want it just read and agree with everything you read. <laughs> I mean, you want something to challenge you a wee bit. So that's kind of the point of this series is going to be that. Um, I've not decided how controversial I'm going to go yet, because um, I've got some thoughts about the way that females are portrayed in games, but I also realise I'm a straight white guy. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes in the long term. But um, aye, starting in July, I think they're going to get, be getting fired out fairly. It's a good idea, Dan. Um, and I think I think if we ever have time in the future, some of those can definitely be turned into video essays. Um, yeah. Because they are a really solid piece of work. Find, find another editor on your own. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh so for me, what I've kind of been watching, listening, reading, as I said, I was on holiday for the week. Uh, so I kind of, I was, I wasn't isolated from the world. I had my date and stuff, but I wasn't able to latch on to pop culture and stuff as much as I normally would. Obviously, I've uh, been watching Loki, but we'll get to that in like a little bit. But one of the ones I watched, this is a film I revisited. Um, and it's based off a comic book. Um, it's the film, it's on Netflix, it's called Stardust. Um, is that, a, yeah, is I mean, that the Charlie Cox? Yes, um, Charlie Cox. Robert, Robert De Niro's a Niro's pirate. Yep, yeah, he's a sky pirate. Yeah. Uh, Ricky oh, Gervais yes, yes, in yes. it. Henry Cavill's in it. Um, so many big famous names. This was 2007. It was take that to the soundtrack. Take that to the soundtrack. <laughs> um, it is a, I guess, very much a film of its time. Uh, but it's this fantasy film about a guy who basically goes out and crosses into basically a mythical world that exists in like in parallel to our own is only separated by a wall in a small town in England called Wall. Um and he basically goes out to capture the star and it's his adventures along the way as everything kinda of goes wrong and secrets are uncovered, families are broken. It's kinda of cool, really interesting. Um and it's actually based off of a Neil Gaiman comic. Uh yeah. It's somewhat of a re 
shaping of the Princess Bride as well, I think. There's, mm-hmm. there's parallels to that. Bethany watched it, my girlfriend, me and her watched it for the first time, and I was like, she was like, oh, it's so Princess Bride, but I'm like, yeah, but it is, yeah. it's such it a, a, but that's not um, a bad thing. <laughs> it's, not, it's, a, it's arguably, it's one of those things, that it didn't do well at the box office, but it's a very much an evergreen title. And it's, I think it's got kind of cult status. I think there is, oh, yeah. it's got a following now. Like, um, I've never, and it's, I've only ever watched it when it's been on TV. It's on Netflix. It was, it's good to watch it. I've never sat down and watched it, but every time it's been on TV and I've watched it, I've sat and watched it, you know. I've right. You, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite, you watch it quite, quite, um, it pulls you in, draws you in. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's based off a new gaming comic, um, that was a DC vertical imprint, um, that I actually have a copy of coming some point today or tomorrow. Uh, that I bought after watching it because I'm, like, I'm I like Neil Gaiman, I like his stuff, and I feel like obviously it's not I won't be a straight faithful adaptation. Yeah, but I enjoyed the film and I'm like might as well watch it, I might as well give it a read. So that'll probably be what will be on next week's what we've been reading or what we've been listening. Is I'll probably have watched that, but yeah, Stardust, great film. I think it holds up after what 15 or so years. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out to seven, um, and it's one of those films that definitely achieved cult status. And if you haven't watched it, it would be a very good film for your kids. And Michelle Pfeiffer's great in that as well. Michelle Pfeiffer's also really good. She's the plays the villain. Yeah. Um, and there's a few famous faces that you'll recognise in there. You're like, oh, Aye, I know Charlie him from Cox that film. Did you mention? What? Did you mention Charlie Cox? Charlie Cox is in it. Yeah, yeah he yeah, is. He got a long hair. Yeah. Daredevil. Yeah, yes, Daredevil. I think, I, I think in the picture of him, I actually go, oh, it's that yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. There you go. Um, Henry Cavill's in it as well. Um, yeah, yeah, he appears like briefly. Uh, but De Niro's in it as well. Uh, Mark Strong. It's got a really good cast, to yeah. be honest. Um, and you'll recognise a lot of the famous faces. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, and other than that, I've, I watched episode three of Loki this week, which I believe will be the final discussion topic of this podcast. Yep. And uh, episode three of this fantastic Marvel show, in my opinion. I think other people have different thoughts. But... What do we think, gentlemen? What do we think of this this episode? Are we are we want to just go fire in with a recap, full spoilers? What we want to do here? I'm happy to do that. Yeah. Um, although I, I realise I'm becoming a stereotype at this point, right? <laughs> this was the first. <laughs> this was the first episode that I was like, "Oh, it's, it's filler. This is filler." We're mm. now. Um, first two were brilliant. Um, probably my favourite since. I mean, there's only been Falcon Winter Soldier, but it's. It's up there with One Division. I loved One Division, and I—I I don't know. I just okay. Him and his his sister, or as as variant. And I don't know. So for those who haven't, who those who haven't seen the episodes, which you really should do, should go watch it. Um, this episode basically starts where the last one left off. We see that Lady Loki, or well, she's not called Lady Loki as we find out. She's called Sylvie, uh, who is uh, a a version of Marvel's Enchantress character, or the fake Enchantress as she's known in the comics, because there's as there's various iterations of that character. Um, she basically is hacking into the mind or enchanting the mind of a TV agent through a series of in, like memories that she's basically inceptioned into their brain and trying to uncover where the time cubes are. She does that successfully, and the episode starts exactly where it left off with the water goes through the portal. They fight together, and then Loki and Sylvie, the Lady Loki, uh, get transported to another one of the apocalyptic timelines through one of the time console devices. Um, I honestly thought really strong start to the episode. I thought it started really strong. However, I do have to agree with Grant. Dan. It does feel like filler, but I have a I have a theory, and it's a big fan theory. that's out there that a lot of people have thought there's a reason why it feels like that filler that we can discuss if you want, or I can let David take his opinion on kind of the starting of the episode and how it was 
No, you go for it. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think you know the first two episodes I've, been, I've, I've yeah. enjoyed. Second episode is a feel of filler. I, kinda, I suppose it does really. I can always kind of expect a wee episode of filler, but um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I think it's pretty good. I thought uh, there were parts of it when I thought the the sets were a little janky. Yeah. Aye, the movement is running around at the very end. I kind of so, thought that was a bit staged looking. But apart from I might that, be giving Disney too much credit here. So what I think is that. They basically get transported on this post-apocalyptic planet that's like Lemus, Lamatus mm. uh, yeah. 1. Uh, it's known in the comics as being in the edge of Kree space, you know, um, one of those things of the outer edge of the galaxy and all that stuff. And it's in the middle of an apocalypse where the moon's basically fallen. And uh, Loki basically steals a time pad from Sylvie and then keeps it and is like, I'm not giving this back until we figure out how to recharge it and get it back off the planet. Um, at that point, Sylvie goes and reaches forwards towards Loki and puts her hand on the temple and then it tries to enchant him and it doesn't work. And she's like, he's Loki's like, what are you doing? Like, oh, it usually works enchanting people. Stronger minds, you know, she gives this whole expression of how uh, the stronger the person is, the more complicated and complex the memory has to be and it can't be me just pulling it out from the head. Uh, I, it's not as if I just take over their body. They are there with me, but it will be me just deep diving into their brain. And that's why I think this episode looks so janky and so fillery is that at that point, the episode differentiates into a completely separate thing as what we're actually seeing is inside Loki's brain. Mm-hmm. As she's trying to figure out where the time pad is, and she's trying to figure out about Loki. She's basically trying to figure out. And he even exp- explains some of his backstory. He does. He, he gives a, uh, obviously, they're very two standoffish characters, um, but he does give a little bit of his backstory towards it. I don't know how valid that theory is. Could it be another one division esque theory up there <laughs> with with those before. But yeah, no. That's one of those one of those things. Uh, that, that that sounds fair enough actually. I guess we'll find out Friday. Yeah. Friday I maybe? just I wonder see I don't know man, you, you see giving Marvel too much credit. They they do they do this kind of thing. Yeah. Like they put mm-hmm. Hulk in the Infinite War trailer and it wasn't in Wakanda at all in that yeah, film. Thought, so yeah. they, they they've done this before, Thor's Eye and the Ragnarok trailer, two eyes and yep. things like that. Um but I just I wonder if they would I don't, I don't know if they would do it that subtle. I feel like there would be something a wee bit more obvious. I'm not saying like a full animated sequence to be like, oh, this is clearly happening in a different... But I just... Well, that's I don't the know. thing is, I, I feel like they, they set it up at the start of the episode that she could do that, and then they mention it throughout the episode. Yeah. yeah. And there's some, like, you could see some parallels that when, um obviously, they, they get on the train, they, they figure out that the only place that they could basically charge it up is on this arc that has the most amount of power that's to get people off the planet. However, uh, in the actual timeline, nobody actually makes it off the planet. Um, yeah. because the art gets destroyed, uh, which, spoiler alert, happens at the end of the episode as well. Um, but yeah, no, the parallel is that the starting sequence of her and the TV, Sylvie and the TV agent is in that weird like booth thing, where they're sitting in the restaurant. Uh, which, oh, by the way, we also discovered that it turns out some of them are variants. Yeah, It might yeah. be that all of the TV are actually variants, which might explain why Morbius has an obsession with um, uh, jet skis. Jet skis. Um, Just get the man jet yeah, get him a jet ski. Get, get him his 90s jet ski. Uh, but yeah, no, apparently, um, if you look at the way how it's paralleled, is that, that that when they're sitting on the train talking, it mirrors the opening sequence. Um, right. In terms of not just colour and context, but also the way they're sitting, the way they're talking and stuff like that. And it's... There also, there was a few callbacks, like the see me Loki falling. Yeah. And, and he's falling for 30 minutes in the uh, endgame, right? Uh, or it's uh, uh, Infinite War. Um, and then, or is it Ragnarok, so it is. Okay. Um, and what was the other one? The, the smashing the glass for the yeah, first yeah, Thor. Another, yeah, like, yeah, another, yeah. 
Yeah, so there was a few of those. That would tie in to that theory, I guess. Um, I don't honestly. I don't know. It could honestly be that Disney are basically decided to put in this filler because we we got a lot a bit of information about them and stuff like that. But they did feel very much. He said a bit fillery, a bit like oh, going from point A to point B without mm-hmm. any sort of thing. And then at the end of the episode, uh, everything was also we noticed that Loki can stop a building with his mind. Apparently, yeah. Right? Anyone? Where was that during the fight with Thanos? I think I do. I do think, like as much as this obviously is just the continuation of the first Avengers version of Loki, we are seeing a different expanded version of him in the TV show. So just, I just yeah. kind of put it down to that. Like, just um, I heard another theory as well that apparently, um, uh, when he was uh, in the TV, he stole like a time stone, or he stole one of the stones. Well, you could because there was loads of them. So. <laughs> um, and that's what basically like he used to stop the bone or something like that, or like he has like that kind of stuff. I don't know. Could be could be entirely wrong, mind you, but um there's been so many theories floating about that it could be anything that's right. But yeah, no, that was an interesting thing I saw and I thought, honestly, as I said probably the weakest episode so far, but apparently because I think we're halfway through the series now, we've only we've only got yep, episodes five, uh, yeah. four, five and six left. Um that every episode's a bit different and we still got lots to see that we didn't haven't seen from the trailer yet. And and I would I would also say like you're allowed, you're allowed one of them, like, it's fine. Yeah, One Division's yeah. first episodes were kind of slow and then it got good, so, I mean, for me, Falcon Winter Soldier had too many of those episodes, but not enough happened, but um, yeah, I mean, there's three left and they'll probably all be good, so. Yeah. Well, yeah. fingers crossed, eh? Um, but yeah, so, I think, general ratings, lads, what would you say, just an overall eh? Or would you say kind of more... Just fine, middle of the road, aye. Aye, yeah, fine, I mean, it's, 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 it's enough for me to watch more, it's enough for me to go away and say, oh, that was good, I enjoyed that. Yeah. It, it, it piqued yeah. my interest, you know, but it's not something I was like, wow. But, you know, I take a series as the full, the, the start to finish. Yeah, you know, you the can. full thing. So to, to base a series on just one show is not really... On episode, really yeah. 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 You, okay. you need to wait to see the whole thing. But yeah, yeah as far as that episode was concerned, I think... Yeah. I also think we've been somewhat spoiled by The Mandalorian. Like, The Mandalorian mm. Season 2 especially, every episode I felt like just get better and better, better and better. Yeah. And I think now we can expect that for, for Disney Plus shows. Even WandaVision as well. Totally yeah. different style, though, because he had a mission basically for each each episode was a mission, you know, so it was a, yeah. each episode was a standalone yeah. show with an, an arc of the full show, you know. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, you could definitely... I feel like, yeah, you could show people in the visual episodes of the Mandalorian, they wouldn't get that confused. They'd be like, oh, who's that character? Yeah. You'd be able yeah. to spin it. But um, something like Loki would be pure. You'd like, right, you have to watch. But but I mean, I just mean more like the, the consistency of the quality. Because the first yeah. of the Mandalorian had a few dud episodes, I thought. And, and it did that thing where, like, oh, this one's really good, this one wasn't great. Whereas, I don't know, season two, I just feel like it better and better and better. And then we ended with the spoilers, the, the Luke Skywalker cameo, it was such a good ending. And I think now. I don't know, Falcon Winter Soldier didn't do that, and I think everybody kind of expects that now, because, I mean, to be fair, they keep telling us, when you watch it behind the scenes, they always keep saying, oh, this is the same production as a movie, this is this is the same, we're treating this the way we treat a movie, so you expect the same standards, do you know what I mean, the audience goes in expecting the same, they don't expect, like, the Netflix shows, and I suppose the CW shows, if you want to really lower the bar, <laughs> you don't expect, I don't think you expect as much for them, do you know what I'm saying, like, there's a different yeah. level of quality, Disney ones that might be the premium Disney money, do you know what I mean? The big budget. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, as are are we are we good, Mass? Do you want to talk I, about anything else? I think I think we're done for this episode. If it was the last topic that we kind of covered, and I feel like, yeah, I think we've done everything we've actually done. I think uh, 
you can obviously find us on social media at on Facebook on at BGCP Comic Con. Uh, we've also got a, a, a Facebook group for the podcast as well, which is BGCP Disassembled Podcast. Um, you can also find us on Twitter uh, under the same handle at BGCP Comic Con, where we post links to all the articles, podcast links, uh, general kind of stuff about information about uh, uh, toy and comic mart dates as uh, lockdown eases across uh, Scotland. Um, and uh, you can find out all the latest news, reviews, comic book interviews, and also, as we said before, time our dates on the official website, which I believe is bgcp.co.uk or .com. Uh, uh, Ian's going to kill me if I don't know that, but .com. .com, you can, yeah. uh, you can you can search it up and you'll find that stuff, including uh, interviews with uh, such as uh, our, our podcast host here, David Crana, and also, I believe, a review of his first volume of his book, Glass City. Um and also Dan's uh, Gandering series, and also lots of news articles about the previous coverage of E3 that has just taken place. Uh, Everything that we mentioned this week, like Shazam and uh, yep. Spider-Man, I'll have reviews in the comments. Yes, or, or in the, in the description. Articles, all that kind of stuff you can yeah. find in the comments below. Um, so yeah, uh, I've been your host, Massive, and I've been joined by these two lovely gentlemen, and I hope that everyone has a great week, and hey, see you on the next page. Thank you for listening to Disassembled. You can find more news and reviews on BigGlasgowComicPage.com. And don't forget, you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as BGCP Comic Con. Make sure you also subscribe on the podcast provider of choice for new episodes every week.